So, uh, this is before the show, and my guest today is Jay Hunter. Thanks for joining us, Jay. Thank you so much, Connor, for having me. I appreciate it, man. Uh, first question, have you ever been asked to do an interview before a show? I have not. This is the first time. Is it? Yes, and I'm quite honored for this first time. I'll, I'll try to do my best, but have low expectations. No, quite low. Listen, <laughs> mediocre is also enjoyable. What do you think of the idea of doing an interview before the show? I think it's a great idea. I think it's interesting to, you know, kind of get a tidbit or two about a, a comic before you get to see him on stage. You know, a little uh, little preamble. Right, right. And a recognizable voice. Somebody you can be like, oh, yeah, I heard the clip about this guy. So, mm -hmm. so. Uh, how long have you been doing stand-up? A uh, little bit over a year. And how many shows would you say that you've done in a year? Wow, that's interesting. When you say shows, do you just mean times that I performed on stage? Yes. About 25, 35. Mm, man, that is a tough question to like answer. 35 like shows. Hundreds of open mics. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it's... Yeah. it's I would count open mics as part of that. Oh man! So then, I'm... anytime you've been on stage with a mic in your in your hands, it's got to be like 150, 200 times. Uh, we're we're yeah we're creeping way above 200 now. Really nice, yeah. awesome. That's oh, great. Man, I've been putting in some work. How did you get into comedy? I got into comedy, um, researching a comedian and researching their old old work the comedian is uh patrice o'neill mm. and i was basically listening to youtube videos of his time when he was on the opie and anthony program um and he was a frequent guest on that show frequent frequent guest uh i typed in patrice o'neill opie and anthony and i think there's like a guy named weston 2020 something like that had about 250 videos and it was 250 videos Patrice O'Neill, Opie and Anthony anywhere from 2 to 4 hours long so well you spent a lot of time like, researching oh, yeah. comedy before you really even started doing it yeah and it, but it was just because I was interested in Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill has a certain uh, had God rest him uh passed away in 2011 he had a very interesting um, take on life and we agreed on numerous things and I just wanted to I started becoming addicted to his like personality right he has what I would call a, a depth of humor yes it's not a shallow no. humor no it's not it is it's he definitely has depth he definitely has insight and insight depth and delivery like there was it's all those things that came into play and and a lot of righteousness a lot of truth because he just didn't sell out as a word you know so yeah he was always his own person always sure. his own person and how was, to his own detriment kind of but how was your experience from doing comedy different from what you expected it was going to be um there's a lot of in in a lot of in my opinion uh a type of selling out a little bit where you uh 
Where you kind of song and dance a little more. Right, there's some, some negotiation more than what you would imagine there would be. Very much so. I thought it was... I was either thinking it was going to be super fun all the time around like great people and always laughing. Um, then I started learning like how it actually works, like the process. And then I started creating a an image of, well, this is work and there's going to be a whole bunch of professionals. And now it's just like a hybrid version of this is work and a whole bunch of people trying to keep a social network flowing. Do you have a show that you've done that sticks out in your mind that you remember better than the others, whether it's your first show or a particular show that went really well? Uh, I have two shows that stick out in my mind vividly, and I'd like to briefly describe both of them, if I have your permission. No, but right no. Ahead, obviously. <laughs> um, my first showcase that I was ever on, something that had my name on it, it was uh, in Cleveland, uh, east side of Cleveland, so it was in like kind of a rural area, and it was at uh, it was at like a, a a large bar, but they had a separate room. Almost seemed like it was a separate room specifically designed for comedy, because they had a small stage, spotlight microphone behind the stage they had a green room where all the comics were just hanging out and they can hear you know what's going on out there but you know you can't really hear them and it was my first green room experience where comics were just listening to what's going on and shooting the shit so whether we we could have just been like shooting the shit you know just like right. as comics it was like, kind of like the first time that you had been invited into the clubhouse uh ish it was the first time that i was able to see on a small scale what what happens because in other situations where they just don't have like a green room you don't see that mm -hmm. um i'm sorry i don't have a green room yeah you <laughs> absolutely don't have to apologize for that uh green rooms are usually reserved for those places that are called comedy clubs you, michigan has three you know maybe more than three with what we have yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... but 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 there's three in the entire state of michigan maybe i'm like lowballing it but it can't that, be more than a handful but that means you're just not going to run in too many places that have green rooms right so this this place had the luxury of that and um so like if there was something good or bad happening on stage we're commenting on it back there and then when they come back into the green room you know we either walk we welcome them back of course you know like oh that was that was rough you took a couple punches over there. Uh, we we wrote down a list of what we hate about you while we were <laughs> here, you know, and we we can, we'd be glad to sit you down and go over it. Oh, but I'm doing everything wrong. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was this it was extremely fun. I enjoyed it so much. Just, you know, being able to sit back and drink and shoot the shit, and they're like, "Come into the stage," and you get to come out, and then you get to see people, you know. But uh, and then the other experience, going onto a stage and just feeling great. Was that your show? Uh, the the December first show? Yeah, the 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 charity event. Yeah, the Jeff one Horse. where you like barely showed up in time. I, <laughs> I I I got out of a one show, hopped in my car, hauled ass 
mm. broke speed limits. Uh, no, man, that that show worked out perfectly. I, I mean, Elena vamped for you for a few minutes, yeah, and we you I, showed up and went on stage. I, I I broke I broke I broke the sound barrier. Yeah, that's you know like I. Uh, no, I appreciate you showing up for that show again. Uh, that was oh, awesome. Oh no, that means. Needless to say, it was getting there in time. You had that adrenaline from like rushing, mm -hmm. uh, seeing everything going on, walking through, and then like the the urgency of you know having to walk up. And this one lady just like sitting at the bar, kind of like looks at me as I'm doing my excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. She's like, "You better get up there," and I was like, <laughs> "Yes," you know. Took the jacket off, got on stage. Hey. Hey everybody! <laughs> and it was it was. Uh, you killed! You did a great job. Yeah, and everything was beautiful. I thought that was that was one of the most beautiful experiences. Uh, oh, that lady, and also the smile that was on Jeff's face. Like he's just a he's just a beautiful uh, being. And he, no, and we're all looking forward to see yeah. like where life takes him now yeah. that he's out in LA. Well, I mean, not not both of us. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I pray for people's downfall left and right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but do no. you think that there's a a topic in terms of comedy that's become really cliche to talk about? I'm not sure whether to take that as a yes or a firm no. Oh, <laughs> man. It's like 90% of the shit that you see at open mics and uh, whatever. But, you know, who am I? Who am I to judge? No, there's there are some that are more than others, but it's usually like the topic of the week that gets a little cliche. And then, uh, uh, okay, generically cliche. I'm yeah. just going to jump right yep. out. Um, white guys and their self-deprecation or <laughs> white, white guys and their it's all we have man anxiety no you got you guys are the originators <laughs> you know black people haven't even taken over comedy yet you know what i mean you guys still have it yeah yeah we took over uh, we were like hey football we'll we'll give this a shot <laughs> yeah. back. basketball we did the same thing you know uh nascar keep it you know what i mean hockey like, keep you know, it those <laughs> hockey. and there's still a couple of guys that are there like are. hey hold on man let's see if we can get this a shot bruh keep it you know keep it keep it while i keep my teeth but uh but you think there's just comedy comedy is the it is a white man's game and unfortunately right, right. you when you're going up through the ranks you're seeing a whole bunch of the white man's game and everyone's seeing it and like okay i can do this one too like i it, it's an interesting phenomenon to see someone go up on stage and go well my social anxiety when you're on stage talking to a whole bunch of strangers right right this one guy had a joke about like oh when you're on the elevator and someone else walks in and you're like Whoa! and i'm like but you're, you're saying, saying it into a, a microphone crowd of 50 people yeah yeah it's it's Try to try to make that situation intimidating for us, please. It, it, yeah, please paint paint me a picture real quick, uh, bruh. And, but do you think there's a topic in your mind that'll always be funny? <laughs> oh come on now, you gotta the, the, all the topics that you're not supposed to joke about. Every like every the, single the one taboo of them. stuff. Every taboo yeah. is always gonna be funny to me. So if it's that one thing that you're not, you in, yeah. in regard to that, because I can't help but have this uh, appreciation for comics who want to go out on a on a limb yeah. for this joke. Yeah. I think it could get booze, it could get groans, 
but I'm going to try it anyway because I believe in it. Yeah. I'm not there yet. I have a whole bunch of material I'm Right, on. but you're, you're you getting to, there. Well, I am, but there, you, I've learned, I've learned some, uh, some, some hard lessons that you have to be at a certain level to go out on that limb. What's it, the funniest thing you can think of? The funniest thing that yeah, I can like, think of? What, uh, is there a topic or a joke that brings you back? Say you're in a bad mood or a bad situation or you've had a bad, stupid day. Like, is there a joke that you look up that you've heard a million times that you love? Or is there a topic that you think of that you know always makes you laugh? Like, is there something that you yeah. come back to uh, repeatedly because it's sort of you know that it means a lot to you as far as laughter. I, I have two. Um, for the most part, the thing that I find funny is uh, like genuine or like sincerity. So like if there's two comics that are having a conversation and he's like, this reminds me of this story. And then whatever proceeds is something that I find right, the hilarious. Yeah. Because uh, I with a passion love going back and listening to um bill burr on uh bert uh, how you pronounce his last name chrysler 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 i'm not certain needless to say it's uh bert cast short there's a bert cast short with uh bill burr and they were talking about the philadelphia incident, uh, incident. yeah yeah well he he describes that after the Philadelphia incident, like, you know, it seemed like he was like really like killing it and really handing it to those uh Philadelphiaites. Um made that up too. Uh Philadelphians. Fuck 'em. Uh <laughs> but he, he seemed like he was really laying into him, but he was describing like like he, he felt like he had PTSD or something, you know, because he was like tense and it took him an entire week to come down and he starts chuckling. Because he was like, it reminds me of the story. He was like, you ever heard of a uh, locked-in syndrome? You know, like, uh, just to describe the situation, like, uh, say you're at a very high altitude or whatever, and 